Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast, season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. All right, guys, today we have Sarah Littlefield on the podcast today. She's a mother of two, a marriage and family therapist, and an advocate for women's wellness, just like us. She's got a line of products that she advocates for, including her favorite collagen. So we're going to ask her about that. Um, But you guys, today we're covering relationship topics. So that includes specific partner relationships, the one we have... um, with our husband, spouse, wife, kids, and also the relationship we have with ourselves. So Sarah, excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We're excited. No, I'm so excited. We feel like we have a lot of um, messages to women that are aligned. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a strong faith. We do too. We're advocates for women's health. So relationships is something Kathy and I, we've, we had an intimacy episode last season um, that resonated with our listeners. Kathy, wasn't it like our top three most listened to episode or something like that? I think so it was. Yeah. Besides like one guest one and then our pregnancy announcement, people really mm. read like really, I had friends tell me they listened to it two, three two times. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, we were like, okay, season two, we need to talk more about things that that people are listening to and asking for which seems to be like relationships and intimacy and connection and that could be just I mean that's just partnership so you know that could be with your spouse or that could be with friendships the relationship we have Kathy and I are obviously advocates for like self-love and self-care but we're going to cover a range of topics so yeah, excited. We're excited. And we yes. have two Sarahs, Sarah Littlefield, who are our guests, <laughs> and then Sarah, my sister. So mm-hmm. I'm the sister. Well, that we spell I, the same with an H. With yes. The exact same. Um, so I'm going to say your whole name when I'm talking to you, Sarah Littlefield. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, I'll get confused. I'll answer the question. And... For sure. <laughs> so, Sarah. Well, I'd love to hear what you have to say, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll chime in. This is just episode about Sarah's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Sarah Littlefield, before we get into our questions that we have for you, I would love to know how you got into this line of work of marriage and family therapy and just like about your passion that led you to do what you do now. Yes. Well, it's it, it was a circuitous route that I took to the marriage and family therapy field, but um, I always wanted to be in therapy. In fact, I found an old journal that I had um, written in in high school and I said I found where I'd written that I wanted to go into therapy. Um, so I, yeah, I started, um, in, in various types of therapy in college and nothing clicked for me. And so I just stopped for a while and really the Lord just led me to, um, the school that I ended up doing my grad work in, but, um, I've always been fascinated with the way people communicate. In fact, um, it, this has been the case since I was in elementary school, you know, where you talk on the phone and the wire and you're, you know, taking it around to another room to have privacy. And, you know, I was the one that my friends always came to 
And for my 16th birthday, my um, my cake was a phone. I mean, so I've always been into <laughs> communication. My mother made a phone cake. That's so, cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so communication has always been a passion of mine. And um, I love children. I love um, helping children and parents communicate. Um, so it it's just, it was the Lord truly who led me to the school that I ended up going to. But it was something deeply planted in my heart, which I'm going to talk about just that sort of thing um, here in a minute. But um, just it was planted in my heart. I mean, it was the way the Lord made me. Yeah. So it's it's great, but it's also, it can also be a curse in marriage and with my children who have often said, Mother, stop being the therapist and just be my mom. Right. I, I guess um, I guess that would be hard to separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So it, it's it's been a conscious effort I've made through the years, definitely. Yeah, but also probably makes you pause and rethink like, okay, let me reapproach this from my therapist mm-hmm. uh, mind versus my reactive mom mind. Right, exactly. And now, you know, I have a daughter who's a freshman in college. And so she's wanting more of the therapy mm-hmm. input. So it's it's been interesting. It, it's really uh, been a journey for sure. Yeah, I love that. So she's asking you, like specifically, like what would you say? Yes, if I was your wow. Aww, I love that. That's like every mom and daughter's yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. always like, when Charlotte gets older, Kathy says this about Ruthie. We're like, mm-hmm. we just want them to come, feel like they can come to us and ask advice. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's, so it is. It's it's a blessing, but it's a huge responsibility. And so I'm mm-hmm. literally praying as I'm talking and just oh, asking. Yeah. For the right words. So um, you want to always guide them in the right direction. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about marriage and just, we have a lot of um, women that are in their, you know, younger 30s, childbearing years who have small children. Mm -hmm. And I know that with every phase of life, there's always obstacles. But um, Kathy and I talked a lot about, Kathy is already a mother of two. And we talked a lot about that transition from one to two children. And it's just like Mm. all hands on, all hands on deck. And, you know, raising young children, that's your priority regardless at any age. You're kind of a team in marriage. And sometimes that can come with obstacles and you have to really work at remaining, um, you know, intimate and just like connected. We talk about that. Um, so can you just give some advice, like when it comes to partners who maybe are struggling in those like early parenting years with new kids or just even like a season of change, what's like your top two tips for couples that are like in the thick of it? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the ways they can stay connected or like get through some of those tough seasons. That's a broad question, but it is. But, you know, the the thing that I want to say is marriage is a commitment mm-hmm. like nothing else you're going to commit to. I mean, it's it's a it's an oath. It's a commitment. It's a sacred uh, thing between you and your spouse and a commitment you've made to them and to the Lord. And um, it's it is very difficult. No doubt. There is no quick, easy answer on how do you make a marriage work. But mm-hmm. I think um, something that is is critical, and I, I talked to my husband before this, and I said, what what would you say or how would you advise people? Because <laughs> yeah. we certainly don't have it figured out. But, you know, it's it's being intentional with one another and, and 
two, being a united front to your children because they will play one against the other. I mean, and, and it's not oh, that yeah. they're bad or, you know, that they've not been raised well. It's just human nature, you know, that a, a child wants their way. And so um, it's, it's so important to be united in the way that you are parenting your children. And that can really be a huge challenge, you know, because you've got so many factors that you're, you're bringing into the marriage. And so, um, you know, one of my favorite things for, for couples to do is the prepare enrich, um, assessment. Um, the prepare is for premarital and enrich is after you've been married and it just really helps you understand each other better. And I think the more you can, you can know each other, the, the better and more united that you're going to be. Um, you know, I think the key is being a good listener, uh, being a good friend. One of my favorite verses is in James to be slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of thing is one of the best gifts you can ever, ever give each other. Um, so and, good. you know, and set so aside times <laughs> it is, it is, it, it requires so much self-control. Um, you know, marriage just involves sacrifice and grace and unconditional love and forgiveness. It's messy and it's hard, but, um, you know, it, it can be done. It, it just in, intention being intentional is, is really the key word that comes to mind. Yeah. I recently, this, this is Kathy. I recently read something too, that it was like bad marriage advice was like, try to go on a date once a week because like, uh, because like, honestly, like that, I mean, it's great, but the idea is more like not necessarily getting out of the house and going on the date, but it's like being intentional, connecting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. slowing down. Not that we have to like it make time. It's like not all or nothing. And I thought that was a good, like rephrasing it, Ooh, like, just like yes. intentional In, connecting yeah. once a week, at least like mm-hmm. a home date or like on Tuesday nights, we don't watch TV or like whatever yeah. that means. Um, but I'm glad you said that about anger because that was one of my questions too. Like I, I was one of those people, I, my husband would say this too, like we actually had a pretty breezy marriage. We were best friends when we were like 14, got married when we were 20. Um, just honestly, like when people said marriage was hard, like I didn't relate. I thought it was so much fun every single day. <laughs> I mean, we had like our spout, you know, we bothered each other, but like we really, we were t- together when we were in college. So we just learned how to be a team. Like we had no choice. Mm-hmm. Um and and so you had and, like a lot of time before kids too to like ha- y'all had like a really mm, strong foundation we did we were married that's amazing seven which years. is like so yeah. huge yeah yeah before we had kids and then we had kids and it does it takes so it's so much more difficult like that's when we started like after we had two kids is when we started like therapy and just trying to connect more intentionally and things like that and it just became more difficult after we had kids mm-hmm. so I think that um where I have found myself getting in trouble is thinking before I speak, like you mm, said, mm-hmm. like being angry. And then I'm like, Oh man, that was brutal. Why did I, why did I say that? Like I mm-hmm. didn't get kind of, kind of, kind of sassy. Yeah. Uh, that's like the nice word. I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Say a different word. Um, so <laughs> like, it, do you have a quick tip for like in the moment, it's hard to think before we speak. Do you have a quick tip for that? Like a cycle, like an ang- like anger cycle. Yes. I think, First is awareness, just just even being able to be aware that you have that tendency mm-hmm. and then admit it to yourself and and speak it, you know, and say, I am really angry right now. I have got to step out of the room. 
I've got to leave this conversation and I need a minute to get myself together. We, you know, I can either come back and then you decide, you know, can, can you get it together in five minutes or do you need longer than that? But you've, you've got to be able to speak it. And, and I personally have made the mistake of not doing that. I mean, I've, I have a lot of bad examples that I could share with you yeah. <laughs> for myself. I know. Yeah. Uh, so it's relatable. I know. It, it, and, yeah. And so, um, just naming it. In fact, one of my favorite, um, people that I follow is Dr. Dan Siegel. Mm-hmm. And, um, he talks about naming it to tame it. And that's regarding children in this book that he's written the whole brain child. But, he talks about naming the emotion and it just, mm-hmm. it, it releases the power that it has over you if you speak it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so just, Good. just saying I'm angry, I'm, I'm, that really upset me and yeah. I've got to walk away. And that really has, has been a lifesaver for so many. And, you know, this is going to be just a really simple thing, but drop your tongue from the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Ooh, Relax your jaw. Yeah. So Sarah Littlefield, you're saying Mm -hmm. like bringing your tongue, releasing your jaw, bringing your tongue from the top of your mouth to just like away, like down can give you like a reset moment. Yes. Cool. Yes. I love that. I'm going to use that. It activates your parasympathetic um, nervous system. It helps relax the body because when you're when you're aroused and you're you're yeah. excited and upset it activates the sympathetic nervous system that revs your body up preparing it for that fight flight response fight flight or freeze and so just simple tricks like that putting your hand on your chest taking a deep breath yeah. dropping your tongue from the roof of your mouth relax your jaw relax your eyes your eyebrows um, and then walking away and realizing what happened it, it gets another part of your brain, the thinking part of your brain back activated so you can come back to the conversation and address um, what's going on. But something that I wanted to point out that I see a lot in my practice um, is expectations. And that is something that really gets us tripped up because we have certain expectations in situations. We have expectations for what our marriage quote should be look, looking like, should mm-hmm. be like, and those can really trip us up. So I think learning to manage your expectations and learning to manage your disappointments are, are two areas that are really, really crucial yeah. to, to, to be able to do and, yeah. and be quick to forgive. You know, forgiveness is not a feeling. It's an act of obedience. The feelings will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, so that's I, so hard to do. I'm trying mm-hmm. to write all this down, Sarah, because it's so good. Kathy, you're gonna have to share me. Well, thank you. Um, it it's funny that you said about expectations because I remember, Kathy. I don't know if you remember this. In our, I think it was a part of our reception where there's like a huge bowl and people had to write their marriage advice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. And I remember. Richard and I were reading them after we got settled in our house after a honeymoon. And I remember like 10 people put lower your expectations. Mm, <laughs> and I still remember that. Advice. It's yes. solid advice. And it was always, it was always like the older couples, like my mm-hmm. aunt and uncle or like, and it was, it's so funny because now 
like we have a, a, a sister that's 10 years younger and like all of her friends are getting married. And also I think that like social media, like yes. everyone's posting, like everyone's oh. posting their honeymoon pics and their, glo- mm-hmm. you know, their newlywed moments and every, and it's just yeah. like, if you're not, you, if that's not you, you yeah. feel like, or if you're having a hard time or going through bumps in the road, I think you compare yourself. And it was just, I, it triggered that memory for me. Cause all these like wise mm. older couples were like, lower your expectations and that's not meant to be negative no. or depressing it's just yeah i think reality. it's learning mm-hmm. it's reality and kathy and i said this recently when we were chatting about getting older and evolving as people you just kind of learn to love that evolving person mm-hmm. and if you're always holding them to this high yes. standard of where you think that they always should be you're going to be disappointed not in a bad mm-hmm. way but just people change just like you change. Yes. I love the lowering expectations because it's like, it's not meant to be negative, right? It's meant to just be the reality of loving somebody through like different seasons. Um, Can I say one of those, one of the best things written on those advice cards from your wedding, Sarah was from a shout out to uncle D and he wrote, (laughs) I feel like this could have gone viral. I want to frame this. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So he wrote, uh, he's just like literally a cowboy from Texas and just an incredible <laughs> human. And he wrote, you know, the card said, give us your best marriage advice. And he wrote, well, Terry and I have been married for 30 years and probably because we didn't take anybody's damned advice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, good. Yeah, good. Sometimes that you just got to keep it small and keep it at home yeah. and do what's best for the two of you. So I like, and, I still love that advice. Yeah. And the thing is, you know. If you, if you don't learn to manage that and you, you stay married and you're going through the motions, you know, you can, you can go on the date, you can do the weekly dates, you can plan vacations, you can post all the things and how wonderful each person is on, on, on social media. But if your heart is not in the right place, you're going to be doing all of those things really angry and resentful, mm-hmm. looking like your, your life is grand. And, you know, for that person that's really hurting, they're going to see that. I mean, not that you're posting for other people. I mean, some people do, I guess. But, you know, just be real. Like, forgive and be quick to to get over yourself and your all the expectations and all the things. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that's that's so important. Yeah. And also not to like over spiritualize everything, but just Mm -hmm. keeping like your your faith and your foundation the center when I feel like Richard and I and this goes back to like your first point when we were talking about connection just being a team and being aligned Mm -hmm. with like your values and all that like I feel like that's when in my marriage we're the strongest when we feel like it's not one somebody's on a different path or like one against Mm -hmm. the other or it's you know we're both kind of in a we kind of resync together yes um and that faith always, you know, firm foundation always helps that. Um, right. And, and get help. You know, I mean, that's something yeah. I'm going to say all through, get help. Do not be afraid or feel shameful or like you're a failure. Get help from somebody yeah. who can, who can help you navigate that. And, and something that my husband and I have said to each other, we've been married 20 years. I'm on your side. Yeah. I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but I'm, I'm on your side. We're on the same team. So that, you know, just, just reminding, I think we need to hear that because we get so caught up in the emotion of things. And then our children can be great little attorneys walking around. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, convincing us of things and, and pleading their case. And, um, so it's, it's so important to stay, stay united on the same team. Hey guys, we are excited to share with you our new partnership with your superfoods. Not only do they have great tasting product, but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code. Sister15, and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to yoursuper.com and use the code Sister15, S I S T E R 15 for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods. So before we move on to the mm-hmm. next topic I have for you, you actually, I think it was this morning, you like reposted on your story and this has to do with emotional overreactions. And I was like, oh, that's fitting. So we're going to talk about anger real quick. It said, I think it said all emotional overreactions are age regressions. Mm. Can you, I was thinking about that. I thought about it for a long time. I'm like, is this, is this a, talking about adults or children or like, can you just have like a quick response about what that means? Well, you know, we are wired a certain way and we go through our childhood. I had a great um, supervisor who once said, we spend our childhood looking forward to adulthood. We spend our adulthood making sense of our childhood. And what happens is if we experience trauma or any sort of any upset that's not processed properly, I mean, which puts a tremendous amount of uh, stress on parents, I know, but, you know, we want our children to be as healthy as possible and be able to process their emotions and share what's going on in their life. And if they're not able to do that, then you bring all that in to your relationships as an adult. Mm-hmm. And we can be very easily triggered. I mean, it can take us back. It, it's, it lives in a subconscious part of our brain and our brain doesn't know the difference between the present and the past. Mm-hmm. So anything that anyone says mm-hmm. can set us off. And, and that's why stepping away, dropping your tongue, taking a breath, name it to tame it. All of that is so helpful because, because something from our childhood could be triggered by by something that our spouse says. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. So, yeah, I mean, there's, and, and of course, there's all different levels of trauma. And, you know, I mean, you can't judge what hurt somebody more than the other. But yeah. if it if it has impacted your life significantly, then, then you really need to get help processing that because um, you're going to, you're going to bring that into all of your relationships. And I see that, I see that regularly in my practice um, where, you know, there's a a neglect or abandonment, Mm -hmm. um, abuse, physical, emotional, all those things are, are playing into these relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just so important to, to do that. Okay. No, Sarah, that's so good. It's like trauma that's left mm-hmm. Un- mm-hmm. undone. You always take that mm-hmm. into your relationships. So, yes. Um, okay. So 
mom, let's talk about like moms, motherhood, mm-hmm. and also this question can re- apply to like women in business as well. But as moms, we have like this instinct or tuition versus like what is fear. Um, how do we know the difference? I think with, you know, moms, I think fear can hold us back, obviously, but um, I think it applies to not just motherhood, but business decisions. Mm-hmm. You're you're a woman in business. You're also mm-hmm. a mother. What's been your personal experience in that? And like, does that make sense? Um, yes. So personally, like I said, I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> that we I learn. Think, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you something that really has um, impacted me. And, and that is just the realization that we are truly internally wired with an, with, with an instinct, with a, a feeling of knowing what's right and wrong. And we deny that. We deny ourselves. We deny our inner voice so many times because we want to please. Mm-hmm. We want to keep everybody happy. We want to, um, you know, keep the peace, keep all the wheels turning, keeping all this, the plates spinning. And so, um, you know, I go back to naming it to tame it getting in touch with yourself and realizing what is it about that, that upset me? Why is it that I feel like that is not the right decision for me? Why do I feel that kind of empty, yucky feeling when I think about this? So getting really curious about our own behavior, about our own thoughts um, is, is just so critical. Um, You know, in, in, just to quote scripture in Psalm 139, it says, you, it, you knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, we are each knit in, in a very unique way. And um, that, that inner voice, that intuition was placed inside us. And what happens is we, you know, we're, we're born, we're wired a certain way. That was one thing my mother said to me after I had my daughter, who was my firstborn. She said, you know, they come pre-wired, <laughs> you know, uh, really I didn't, cause I didn't know. I mean, I had no idea, no concept, but you know, we're wired a certain way. And then through life's hard blows, we move further and further and further and further away from our unique self, our authentic self, which silences that voice. Mm. And so when we have all this unprocessed childhood trauma, whether it's big or small, we lose that part of ourself. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's just so critical to do things that help us slow down, pay attention, and listen. Something that I do all the time in my practice that is so useful. Mm-hmm. And I'm 100% met with silence when I ask this question. When you feel stress... When you start feeling anxious and restless, where do you feel it in your body? Mm. Yeah. And most people say, I've I've never thought about that. And so that is an exercise that we, you know, we go through several exercises to really address that because that is what informs you. It's telling you something. Our body is brilliant and it knows and it wants to help us. So, so listening to that is is key, but being able to get in touch with it first off um, may require professional help. Um, yeah, I feel like which is we're, okay. we're in this phase of life 
where we're making a lot of decisions. It's mm-hmm. like, should we move? Should we sell our house? Should I change careers in my 30s? Should I make this leap? Like all these things. And I always get overwhelmed too about like, am I making the right decision? Have I prayed mm-hmm. enough about it? What am I, mm-hmm. what's like my intuition telling me? Yes. And usually, you know, sometimes I want like a clear sign. Like I pray for yeah. that. And a lot of times, sometimes we don't. And I've realized kind of what you were saying. Someone told me one time, they were like, well, the biggest sign is, do you feel peace about it? Right. Like, does your body feel mm-hmm. anxious and nervous and all those things like inside? And like, is, are you, is that like, like, is it a stress response or do you feel peace about this new decision? And mm-hmm. that's your answer. But then sometimes I get confused. I'm like, well, is it just anxious because it's like I'm taking a leap and I'm going to feel fear and go through the fear? Or is it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or is it like a, my body's feeling unsettled. This is the wrong decision. Yeah, That's what I struggle goes, with. I think it goes to our second, our, our next question too, which is like, a lot, I think as women, we overthink everything, right? Yeah. Like we're like, oh, let's overthink mm-hmm, every clearly. possible issue <laughs> I just that could maybe yeah. happen and second guess everything. And a lot of it is just finding confidence and knowing the difference between like your intuition, kind of that Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. fear. But mm-hmm, that's right. so much easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Do you have tips for that? <laughs> yes. Well, one thing that I wanted to say, too, that I have learned through personal experience is journaling. And and I'm not sitting, you know, I'm not saying sit down for an hour every day and just write, but more or less put the pen to the paper and don't lift it. Just stream of consciousness. What, What is it that's going on in your mind? And a lot of that can be processed just through putting ink on a paper and and just making sense of what's going on in your head. And there's so much power. There's power in speaking what's going on, but there's, there's power in, in writing as well. So I think that's something that um, is often underutilized. And I think people are intimidated by journaling. Um, But the key is just start, just start and don't lift it until your thoughts are your, your mind is empty of thoughts or as empty as possible. But um the the question I think you you were asking about worry versus fear um, or something like that or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yes. So like fear versus mm-hmm. what our intuition and our mom mm-hmm. like instinct is telling us. Yes. Well, I think our you know our our body our mind is is informing us all the time of what's going on, and I think when things turn to fear, it's it's when we're we're continuing to, to worry about it. And, you know, scripture is very clear to not about not worrying. You know, we're, I'm studying Matthew right now and he's, you know, don't worry about the the flowers of the field. Don't worry. The birds don't worry. You know, if, if he takes care of them, he'll take care of us. Mm -hmm. And so when we're ruminating and when we're just overthinking then that can then, and not doing anything about it, um, whether it's praying, seeking counsel, talking to a friend, talking to your spouse, you know, that, and just hanging on to it, that's when it can turn over into fear. Now, there is legitimate fear, you know, if you're, you hear a crash or, you know, somebody's, you hear a noise that's unfamiliar or whatever, that is, you know, real fear. And when we are, we can act on that. And that's why we have that fight, flight, or freeze response. 
to get us out of that. But the other side of fear is when we're just over-processing, overthinking, mm-hmm. worrying mm-hmm. too much, not not doing something about it. Yeah, I've heard, like, especially during all the transitions in the past couple of years of COVID. And yes. Of course, we, like, apply yeah. to our kids and all the fears um, of, like, what is their life going to look like? And, you know, just, just like, the big picture thing. I remember, like, hearing somebody say, like, there's a difference between having a spirit of fear and then just having worry. Like, what we want to avoid mm. is just spirit of fear versus, like, having just, like, actual, okay, how is life going to look like for them? How can I help their adjustments? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is amazing. This is such good discussion, great topics. We're so grateful for this time together. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you, you talked about, like, listening to our bodies and mm-hmm. f- kind of listening to where we hold those things. Um, so I think that's a good transition to kind of wellness and kind of the last thing we'll discuss today, which is your advocacy for wellness. And, um, one thing that you promote is a really great source of collagen, which you mm-hmm. sent to us. Which we're so good. Going mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. need it. more of that, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it during pregnancy and postpartum. And I really do think it helped with my um, joints and ligaments and body kind of stretching and, and moving during that crazy time. So tell everybody about that and, um, and you know, where they can find more information have about you and more of your business and practice. Yes. So I, just to be clear, I don't sell the collagen in my practice. So there's a clear line of divide there between therapy and yes. So that's, that's, um, they're two two separate things, two Two very separate things. Yes. Um, but it's, it's a company called Isogenics and I was introduced to it, um, about four years ago. And it was just, I was on this journey. I, I said I was getting, uh, I was training for 40. Um, this was, yeah. I guess, about six <laughs> years ago. I started training for 40. And um, I just was looking at everything I could uh, take and do to, to be the healthiest version of myself that I could be. And so I, I found Isogenics through a friend. And um, we have just come out, well, just a couple of years ago, um, or maybe a year, the collagen. It's a marine collagen elixir. And um, the reason it's a liquid, and the reason that liquid matters is it's more easily and quickly absorbed in the body as opposed to a powder collagen. Um, and, and the other thing is it's a liquid in a, in a glass bottle, and it's sealed under two seconds after it's put into the bottle. And the reason that matters is because it reduces the oxidation that occurs from lifting a lid off of a plastic container repeatedly. Mm. So once you do that, it, it um, reduces the efficacy of it um, and the potency of that product. So think about it this way. When you walk down the detergent aisle at the store, what do you smell? You smell detergent, you know, Costco, you walk down the aisle and you smell yeah, all you the... Do. Detergent. Yeah. Well, if you walk down the aisle with a lot of glass, you don't smell what's inside the the product, uh, inside the container. So um, there's just it's 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 a key component to making it so um, effective in the body. And, and and collagen is the most abundant protein in your body. Yeah. So you know it it builds everything from your bones to your skin. And so your your body naturally produces collagen every day, but that production gradually declines through our aging process. Yep. So just supplementing with it daily can really benefit your, your body in more ways than one through your hair and skin, nails, joint, 
Oh, and improve immunity too. That's important. So, mm-hmm. so, That's so cool. Sarah, I'm on the Isogenics website as you're talking. Do you sell just the collagen elixir or some of their other products? Well, we um, started as a, a cleanse. There was a, a, a cleansing product, in, which we still have. Um, okay. And, but we, have, um, we help with weight loss. We can help increase energy, um, just natural energy through. It's all natural. All of our products are. Um, we have an incredible line for athletes, um, whether you're, you know, a, a mom who runs or, you know, a college athlete we have or any type of athlete in between. We have all kinds of products for that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's key is to help balance the body and get yeah. those nutrients in the body to feed and fuel yourself um, as it as it needs. So, Sarah, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you whether it's therapy advice or some of your incredible products that you sell through Isogenics, tell the listeners how they can reach out to you, your socials, your link tree, all that stuff. Yes. Um, so I am uh, active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my Instagram is Sarah E. Littlefield, and that's Sarah with an H, Sarah E. Littlefield. And then um, Facebook is, uh, you can find me on Facebook through Instagram. And then I have a, if you go, if you click on my bio, you'll see, I have a link tree uh, link there where you can purchase our collagen. Um, we have a new adaptogen elixir, which is incredible to help support mental and physical performance during stressful situations. Um, there's so much research about uh, adaptogens and the efficacy of them. So you can purchase Sarah those. I need that while we're writing our book. Please. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> yes. It, focus. Let's yes. Focus, we need. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like clicking it, like add to cart. <laughs> yeah. It's adaptogens. They mimic the elements of the body's stress response. And so it helps to create like an adaptive reaction to stress. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just that, that I could literally talk another hour about all that, but I'm going to have to have, have you back on just to talk about that. You and Kathy can like Some get all yeah, down in it. the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yes. And we have great shakes and just everything. Cleanse product that's, cool. you know, not, it's a great cleanse product. But um, anyway, so I have a link tree there. So you'll see the different links for the different products. Um, and please send me a message um, if you have any questions at all. And I can help guide you in the right direction. Um a practicing clinician in the state of Tennessee. So um, I can see you if you're in Tennessee, um, possibly, or refer you. But if not, then I can help connect you with someone. Do you do like telehealth? I do, in Tennessee, yes. People in Tennessee. Okay, Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to talk to you. I think this is an important conversation for everybody to have. And um, guys, we'll link all her information in the show notes so you can connect and get some resources. Thank, Thank you, you, Sarah, for giving us practical tools. It's yes. So, I'm going to try the, the tongue on the referral yes. thing. Hundred think, think about you. Be, <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be surprised at how often you're doing it. It it's really yeah. pretty amazing. But well, our, yeah. our anger will be exposed. How often we are angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sarah, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate oh, that. you're a fan of you yours guys are too. awesome. Oh, thank you. The feeling, right. likewise. <laughs> Have Talk a great to you later. Sarah. Thank you. You too. Bye. bye okay. Bye bye.
for listening to our podcast. Also, make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.